As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake Seeley, Brandon Funston with you guys as always. Uh... Prayers out for our guest. I don't want to give anything away because it's personal life, but we had a guest today. Couldn't make it. Things happen. But so Beller's back in a few weeks after baby duty. So just like I said, just Brandon and me today. You have to suffer through us or actually Brandon just suffering through me and nobody else to talk to. <laughs> we have to, else, we have to suffer through each other. <laughs> yeah. 45, 40 minutes of each other. Uh, make sure you go over to The Athletic and check out everything. What did I just recently put up? I just squeaked when I said that too. Oh, my rankings! Yeah, yeah the rankings. rankings are out. I like <laughs> kind way of a big deal. Rankings that has everybody <laughs> angry. Oh. So what you got? What what is your next thing, Funston? Because you're always editing. I never know when your next like thing. I've is been coming. thinking about that. You know, I got to do my uh, debut of the big board at some point. It feels too early still, you know. But um, yeah, I've been I've been kind of contemplating some stuff. So I'm always yeah. Send me some ideas. Uh, I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> are right you doing now. anything, Dynasty? Well, no, 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 just, not articles like leagues. No, I am not. I'm not doing anything. I, I wouldn't mind actually jumping into that. It's, it's weird. I don't even I didn't doing a I'm doing like one keeper league for football where I'm really keep like three guys. And that's it. That's I'd like to yeah. get into a full dynasty. I have one for baseball and I have way less baseball. League, so <laughs> I think I need a dynasty football team. I just got roped into like three dynasty leagues this offseason. Fortunately, two of them are best ball. So that's like, amazing because you're always complaining about how overextended you are in. But league. they're best ball. But they're so, okay. so yeah. They're like I actually kind of really like the idea of a best ball dynasty league. But we asked some dynasty questions because so today to like kind of fill up the gap of not having a guest. Uh, I have some of the mailbag questions when I do my mailbag on the site, which Brandon edits, uh, that some football things. So everybody out there, if you ever click on my mailbag, if you're listening to this and read the mailbag, I don't answer specific questions because it only helps you. I'm not trying to be a mean person, but it's a mailbag so people can read it and learn. So if I only answer like, should I keep blank or blank? Everybody else reading the article, doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> help them. So I, I pick some of those kind of questions. We'll get to those at the end. I think we have to kick it off with one person and one person only, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the return. It's the return of Tim Tebow. Look, we're all laughing. We're all having a good time with it. I don't know where everybody listening stands on it. Like, like Tim Tebow, kudos if you can play in the NFL. Like, 
this guy's going after his life. I, I understand a lot of people are out there like, oh, you're taking away a job for somebody. Who's he's trying. He's still trying to do his job. Like he's still trying to be a successful athlete. He's super talented. If we get to week one and he's the most talented tight end on the team, he deserves the roster spot. Forget the fact that he's Tim Tebow. Like put that aside. The question is, Brandon, legitimately right now, let's just say that. Let's say he is the week one tight end. Tyler Eifert's not there. Next up, um, oh, I just had a brain fart. My dude, my dude from San Diego State. What's his name? The tight end. Ah, uh, raw talent. I'm gonna look it up. Did while he just get this. drafted? Did I miss that? Nah, <laughs> this is like two years ago. So anyway, if he is, do we legitimately have any interest? Like, like, let's just point that out there. Let's just say they don't have a tight end. He's the week one starter. Trevor Lawrence is Tim Tebow even draftable? That's the that's the simple question. We'll move on from Tim Tebow. And never talk about him for another three months people will draft him. I won't draft him, but I mean, look, it's, if you have an opportunity, we always say opportunity is the most important thing, you know, volume and is the path to opportunity. Uh, you know, if he's out there, he's playing and they're throwing him the football. It's more one of those things where I'm just going to have to believe it uh, when I see it. So I probably won't actually draft him. There's a ton of tight ends that I like that are in, you know, even outside the top 10 that I would be like rolling the dice on. Um, and so, in terms of spec plays, a 33-year-old Tim Tebow who's never played the position uh, is not the guy that I'm going to, you know, put my uh, put my money behind to start. But and, and and here's the thing: if I don't do that, someone will because there Tebow mania exists. It's a thing. Uh, Tebow Nation is, is a deal. And and the fact that we're talking about is sort of annoying. But but here's the deal: I mean, it's like if there's one franchise that could, you know use a little of the Tim Tebow infusion, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. If there's one place where maybe stadiums struggle to sell tickets, you know, it's in Jacksonville and he's from the area and he has a history with Urban Meyer and he's athletic, but here's the deal. He ran a four, seven, one forty when he was a young guy and he wasn't a tight end back then. I'm looking at all these guys that are coming in like Tommy Trimble, same size, ran a four, six, you know, Devin Brevin Jordan, same size, ran a four six nine. Uh, Hunter Long, who's six foot five and two fifty, bigger than Tim Tebow, runs a four six three. So I'm like, these are guys that have come up and they've developed as tight ends. And so Tim Tebow, like, this isn't like, oh man, he's he was such an athletic quarterback and, and stuff. He's going to be great as a tight end. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd maybe pump the brakes on that a little bit, especially since he's more than a decade older than all those guys I just brought up. <laughs> well, so what they, I said San Diego. I meant San Jose. So that probably might have thrown you off. But Josh yeah. Oliver. Drafted oh, Josh Oliver. Yeah. There you uh, go. So their current number one tight end right now is Chris Manhurts. So the opportunity is there. I, I will say, like, everything you said is perfect. And this is where I'm going with it. For your dynasty people out there, for you people with your <laughs> offseason acquisitions, leaders. go pick them, draft them, do whatever, and then trade them. Because like what you yeah. just said, Brandon, somebody out there and everybody's, I know the people go, not my league. Just do it. Hey, what's the worst case scenario? You, you draft them in the 20-somethingth round and somebody else might even do it before you do, but trade chip. Pick them up off waivers if you do just like rookie and slash free agent draft. Just go take them for potential trade value. If you don't, oh well. You know What's the loss there? I mean, I'm actually thinking Jacksonville as a whole, I think they're uh, my concern is they replicate a little bit of the Carolina Panthers where the tight end is not even relevant in fantasy. Like, let's just let's throw. Yeah. I don't know. Let, let's yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody like put Evan Ingram on this team. I just feel like he still might be left out just because of how this team is constructed. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time the tight end has been relevant in Jacksonville? I mean, 
you know, Tyler Eifert had a couple okay moments last year, but um, you know, it's just, we'll have to see. I mean, you like the quarterback town a little bit more. It's a new coaching regime, but yeah, I mean, I don't, Try to think back if I if I've ever remember like a tight end associated and with Urban Meyer. That's I was just about deal. to say an Urban Meyer tight end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you think of anybody? I'm sure there's somebody out there. You know, he, he's coached at Florida and Ohio State and Utah. I'm sure there's a tight end that's come through a system that's been pretty good. But I'm just, you know, it escapes me. And so the point is, it's not obvious. You know. All right. All right. So moving on. No more Tim Tebow. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we didn't talk about this last week, uh, but the news was out there last week with the Bengals mentioning Joe Mixon's name. And they mentioned it in a different way than some people might have expected this offseason. They didn't really do much after letting Gio go. And the comment from last week is that Joe Mixon's Never coming off the field. He's out there a hundred percent of the snaps. He's just gonna die on the field, Brandon. But <laughs> for all intents and purposes, as tongue in cheek as we can make that, hearing that, we've been playing with this Joe Mixon fringe RB one for a while. It's always been quality production, but not just quite even that second tier. But does hearing this and after what happened last year with the injuries, but Joe Burrow is now back for his second season and a full season, hopefully. You know, this team looks a little better. Is Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon top ten running back? He could be. I mean, I I, I think he's always been a top ten talent. Like you know, the always the Le'Veon Bell comparisons. Um, and, and so I th- I feel like at this time of year we're always making excuses for Joe Mixon. I used to be one of them, you know. But we're four years into his. He's had four seasons and either it's been oh his environment is so bad it's not his fault or his you know, physically he's broken down. He hasn't been able to be out there all the time, like especially last year, but his first couple of years, he missed a couple of games each year and was, you know, sort of Chris Carson-esque in that regard, like played most of the year, but then, you know, missed some, you know, missed some games and spent some weeks where he was questionable. Um, it's just, you know, he hasn't had a stars aligned season. And so maybe this is it. And if that happens, he could definitely be a top 10 guy, but you can't discount all the, you know, all the things that kind of gotten in his way in the last four years. And here we are four years in, that's starting to get close to the twilight of your, of your prime running back years. So he's really got to do it this year and next couple of years. Cause after that, that window sort of starts to close. Yeah. I, I think that's Joe Mixon kind of feels like a volume in that range, which is, you know, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, let, let me throw out a name for you. Oh, by the way, I did look up Urban Meyer. Aaron Hernandez is the only one outside oh. of that. I mean, that was pretty successful. For the it NFL. was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick Vanette was also in there. <laughs> he has some okay, other random, yeah. like, like fringy tight ends. But um, what I was going to say is Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon for you next year? I'll go with Chubb. I mean, Still? I just, yeah, I think so. It's, it's close. I mean, um, it's just Stefanski. Yeah, you, you don't like the. Kareem Hunt's taking, you know, taking touches away, but Stefanski is so run heavy that, you know, it works out. It works out fine. I I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of in the teens on Joe Mixon where I'm top 10 on Nick Chubb. So there's, you know, really, if you look at the running back position, it's, it's pretty robust. I mean, I can, I think it's 20 strong. You know, when you start to have a hard time putting David Montgomery, who is, you know, you can speak what you want about his talent, but volume wise, is is fantastic you love it but when you have a hard time putting him in your top 20 i think it it speaks pretty well the position well the interesting thing is that you said for that is i just did a magazine mock for the football diehards last night good friend bob harris and emil yeah. uh, so the first round 
You want to guess how many running backs went in the first round? Well, I just saw the Sirius XM one where uh, 13 of the first 14 were running backs. <laughs> so it was insane. The only one who wasn't a running back was Travis Kelsey at like pick nine or 10. Oh, we got you beat. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> 11 of the 12 first rounders. The only one before even Kelsey was Tyreek Hill. Oh, went ahead of Kelsey. Yeah. And in the first three rounds, three. Hold on. Oh, let me find the tweet because <laughs> it was, I want to say 23. Hold on. Wow. It was so 36. Yep. It was only and then no 21 of the first 36. So, wow. And that's, that's the thing is I I only bring that up because of what you just said is like, it looks like that top 20 is like, wow, David Montgomery's 20. Like I had David Montgomery at 20, but I have miles Gaskin at 21. You could even argue that's low, but then right after that, boom, it's dive off a cliff question marks because it's ETN rookie. Mike Davis, I know people will argue for him. We're going to talk about Mike Davis today, but okay, Josh yeah. Jacobs now with you know, Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, the back of a timeshare, Melvin Gordon with a rookie now in his lap, you know, the Tampa Bay guys, James Conner, David Johnson, James Robinson. Like, it's just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. So it's very yeah. interesting. And I don't so even there feel you go. There's 21, those 21 guys that basically averages seven per round for the first three rounds yeah. out of 12. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So, um, and, and receivers super deep as well. So that kind of contributes to everybody wanting to get in on running back early. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 100 percent. actually in that draft i got kittle in the fourth round wow oh. I, I haven't seen him fall out of the that's third neither have i and you know me you know i yeah. always talk about the kelsey kittle thing and but, I, but if you give me kittle falling to the fourth i will do that time. every single every time, time. <laughs> no doubt. every time and i don't like taking tight ends early but anyway so uh julio jones i want to bring him up too because he wasn't it wasn't the rumor itself we've been hearing for the rumor for the longest time the colts today said that they might be the most aggressive offer it's not that I've been watching drafts. I'm in a two dynasty drafts. Fortunately, best ball. I did the mock last night and there's a name I've been seeing. And this is why I want to talk about him today. Brandon Russell Gage is starting to go in like the wide receiver forties. And I think it's everybody speculating that if Julio is gone, Gage value rockets. And (laughs) I see your face. Like, so nobody (laughs) can see Brandon's face, but except for me, I kind of had the same feeling. Like, I, it's, if that, here's me for this, if this happens and I know he's a rookie, Kyle Pitts is the number two, and then it's Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst and Zacchaeus or somebody like, I'm not putting Gage inside my top 40. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
to me, it's they're not interchangeable. I mean, Russell Gage is, is primarily a, like a, a slot guy, and Julio Jones is a generational power forward wide receiver. Like, you don't just <laughs> lose that guy. Hell, Russell Gage is our guy. I think this will be a case of it takes a village to replace Julio Jones kind of a deal. So I, I, I agree Kyle Pitts will, will step up, but God, who knows? Will they go out and just, like, throw a Golden Tate on the roster or something or just uh, in, you know, throw more to maybe JV and Hawkins that's becomes his thing is Naheem Hines. I've seen the Naheem Hines comparison. Like, you know, does he become the Naheem Hines of this offense and they throw to the running back more? I, Mike Davis well, is a good receiver. I mean, well, let's put it this way. So one thing is I didn't expect a Hillary Clinton reference. on the show. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So last year's stat line for gauge 72 receptions, 786 yards, to your point about the slot, only 10.9 per catch, four touchdowns. Do you know how many targets he had last year? So he had 72 receptions. Uh, I'll say he's about a 72%. I'll say 100, a little, about 100? You're very close, 110. Okay. Even if Julio Jones is gone, he missed seven games. Like, do we really think he's going up from 110? You, I, oh. you add Kyle Pitts, you have... Again, I, I don't know. Like Zacchaeus is not like the greatest receiver ever, but Christian Blake's a thing at times. Brandon Powell's a thing at times. I don't know if Brandon Powell's still on the roster. But anyway, do we really? The point being is, do we really think Gage is going up from one ten? Like even no, if and his role is not changing. He's basically you know right. They'll put somebody else in Julio Jones's spot, and and are they going to really target Russell Gage? Like you said, one hundred twenty five times, like one hundred thirty times among the league, you know, leaders in targets. No way. It's, okay, so I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy because I'm seeing the Russell Gage thing happen, and that's why I want to talk about this. So, um. I want to ask you another one. This is another one that if you've been following my Twitter, I'm not like, oh, follow me on Twitter. I'm just saying like, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people and you and I kind of touched on this, but I wanted to like dive into it, dive into it. There's been talk about Justin Herbert's year number two. And Brandon knows this because we kind of talked about it off to the side. But it's like, I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little hesitant of, and again, maybe it's the college watching Herbert. And that's what we talked about. You said you saw a lot of them too, because you're on the West coast, but Year two, the NFL adjustment, we've seen quarterbacks struggle in year two adjustment or not take the step forward. Baker Mayfield, a perfect example. We've seen this before. And the thing that everybody's talking about is like, well, the coaching change is going to help them. But a lot of times the coaching change in new playbook does the exact opposite. It takes some time for them to develop. Where are you on Justin Herbert? Are you stock up, stock down, or stock neutral for Justin Herbert? Because I, I'm not stock down, but I would say like if it was – 10, 5, 1, so 1 is stock down, 10 is stock up, and 5 is dead in the middle. I'm like a 4.5. I'm just, I'm hesitant down on the Herbert. middle. Yeah, well, so I'm just looking at his ADP because I, I know I have him ranked at number 8. Uh, among And I've seen him go higher than that. I've seen him well, essentially his go NFC, like 5th, 6th quarterback off yeah, the board. His NFC ADP is 6. So. Yeah, I've seen him go in front of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and that's too high. And, and really, I want... I want to be in the draft where Justin Herbert falls late and he ends up being my guy, you know, and, you know, people are, oh, you know, all buying in on the buzz of Trevor Lawrence or, or Joe Burrow has like a nice preseason with his new Jamar Chase weapon and, and things start to move for him. You know, I just want Justin Herbert to fall to me. Um, and I was not a Justin Herbert fan going into the draft. I don't know how deep of a dive I can do on him because I, man, everything I saw with him last year was good. It looked good. He had yeah. That, he had that couple week thing where he cut his hair and everybody was saying he lost his, you know, he, he Samson like, himself. Yeah, his Samson did himself, but you know, whatever. He finished strong, and that was just, I think, just a blip on the radar. But um, 
he was just way better than I what I saw at Oregon, and I was impressed. And I and I'm like, okay, well, if he's gonna have a sophomore slump, what's it gonna be like? What what did I see that could be a problem for him? And who knows? Maybe it'll happen. I mean, I guess you could kind of look at Carson Wentz as somebody who, you know, but maybe it wasn't his second year, but he kind of started his career really strong, and then things fell off the map, and they're not dissimilar kind of quarterbacks. So, um, so things can go awry. But man, I just. I, I like him. I, I liked what I saw. I, I have to admit, I just was wrong about him and where, you know, I thought that he was overdrafted where he went and I was wrong. No, I'm with you. I mean, we're talking about over 4,300 yards, 67 completion percentage, 31 to 10 touchdown interceptions. I mean, these are numbers that just kind of, and I will say the one other thing fantasy wise that I think skews it just a tad. And, you know, he does run a little bit, but five rushing touchdowns and 234 yards. Like that just, yeah. what if it's two or three, you know, so you got to offset that. And just, again, I don't hate them, but, and again, this is why I like talking with you and everybody that we talk to and getting other opinions, because it sounds like we're in the same boat of this. I just, the three years of Oregon cloud my, like you didn't improve playing against subpar competition and you look terrible at times. And I, I know that's not the be all end all, but it's just it's tough to get that it's tough to get that out of your mind and look at them fresh and not say you know it's almost kind of like is it a rose color glasses what's the opposite of rose color like poop color glasses <laughs> yeah. like, like i go yeah. in looking for the flaws and that's not fair to him i'm I'm immediately saying that that's not fair to go in with like poop color glasses we're making that a thing not to love it. <laughs> i love it uh and, and here's the other thing about the quarterback position is like, I, you know, I have him at eight, but I'm looking at just the ADP down to like Matt Ryan, about 15. You're right. If, if he doesn't run for five touchdowns and he runs for two, like this grouping could be so close that that makes yeah. him QB 14 or 15 instead of QB eight or QB seven, you know, I have him QB Ryan, nine. Do you, well, do, did you rank Deshaun Watson? Uh, I didn't rank him inside. I ranked they, him low. Yeah. I, I have him at seven him. with caveat, you know, this yeah. is like, well, I'm looking on the ADP right now and he's 16, which is literally splitting it down the middle. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's just like picking the middle of the QB class and saying, we're going to throw him there. And then he's going to move one way or the other, depending on how news breaks. That's so tough. I just did a dynasty startup and I took him about 12th, 13th round. Uh, my first quarterback I already had. Who's my first quarterback? I can only remember, but um, I'm going to just pull it. Dak. Dak was my first quarterback. So at that point, he was already like the 17th, 18th quarterback. And I'm like, it's dynasty too. Like, I don't, I don't like it because, you know, partly, especially if it's true, I don't like right, it. But it's, his value still, I mean, this is, I don't, I don't really want to deep dive on Deshaun Watson, right. but like, um, like right now, I feel like no matter what happens, he plays another stamp in the NFL at some point. Right. And that's the big right? thing. So I mean, all, right. the, all these are all civil suits. So, yeah. You know, it, it could be civil suit, NFL penalty. At some point he comes back. What are, you know, I mean, you if can it's think personally games, what you want about Deshaun Watson, but he probably plays in the yeah. NFL again. Oh, it's, it's the same thing as back in the day with like Aroldis Chapman and Jose Reyes and baseball. Like if you don't, I mean, Tyreek Hill, yeah. you can do all good done on this list. If you don't want to roster him, don't, I, I don't blame you if you want to take that stance at all. Uh, it's, you know, for fantasy, for fantasy, that's a complete side subject. But I was talking about one guy I have a lot of love for already. Brandon, I want to get your opinion on this because so the guest today we're going to talk to um, a lot of love for AJ Brown and I love AJ Brown. You know, I love AJ Brown um, and I love what I see his tweets and we tweet and just the AJ Brown, but there's somebody on his team. I don't think is getting enough love 
And it's not Ferksker for everybody out there that thinks it's Ferksker. Uh, my issue with Ferksker is I like Ferksker, but it's the same issue I had last year, Brandon. It's the same issue as like the third guy in the passing offense is yeah. nothing. And it's just maybe a blip five times throughout the year. Maybe Ferksker ends up being the second guy, but I don't think he is. I think the second guy coming in who a lot of people liked as the third or fourth guy on his previous team is Josh Reynolds. Like, am I the crazy one? Do I have too much love for Josh Reynolds? Well, I would have said, let's just wait till after the draft, but they didn't really do anything in the no, draft. So, they like, had a Des Fitzpatrick late. What, what I like is that the Titans are showing a ton of like, we're good, you know, kind of vibes about Josh Reynolds and right. Look, at, they're like, we don't throw a lot, but this is a guy that can maybe come in and, and be almost a one-for-one a one with Corey Davis, especially with A.J. Brown drawing all that and Derrick Henry drawing all that attention, just running as a, hey, guy, here's a big here's a big target, six foot three, you know, and, and, and showed pretty well last year. I mean, you know, stepped up a bit, and I think he's at a right point. In a weird way, I mean, he's Corey Davis, and the fact it wasn't last year Corey Davis's fifth year, mm -hmm. you know, and he hadn't done a ton, but here we are. Josh Reynolds, another fifth-year guy um, that could maybe step in and, and do a lot of Corey Davis things in this offense. Well, that's the thing. Like we, it's it's the Corey Davis also being able to play a lot. What we've talked about, excuse me, why my concern in the Jets offense. Um, it was fourth year, by the way. Fifth year was Devontae Parker. He broke out. Parker was oh, fifth yeah, year. Yeah, Corey yeah. Davis was fourth year. Uh, who was the other one? There was another fourth-year one. I can't think of who it is. Oh, but anyway. The Corey Davis being able to play alongside an alpha like that. And that's why I'm concerned about him being the number one. That's a topic for another day we can get to and save the Corey Davis discussion. Well, look at this. Look at the depth chart of receivers. I mean, if you aren't a, a deep, deeply knowledgeable football fan like Des Fitzpatrick, Nick Westbrook, Ike, Ike Kinney, uh, Racy McMath, Cody Hollister. McMath was the other one they took late. Yeah, Cameron Marcus Batson, Johnson's there now. Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, a couple Colts, Chester Rogers, former uh, Rashard Davis, and I'm, Fred Brown. I was legitimately shocked Chester Rogers was still in the league when I saw. I, like, <laughs> I, know. I was like, I thought he was done. <laughs> but good lord, that is maybe. I mean, if you get past the first two, that might be the most obscure grouping of depth chart. And I think receivers. The, I think the usage of Josh Reynolds makes people forget that he's actually six three, almost two hundred pounds. Like, yeah, he's not quite Corey Davis, but they didn't bring him in to be Adam Humphreys. Right. That's more right. of that. That Westbrook. Uh, so how many how many targets did Corey Davis get last year? Do you have that list up? How many what targets targets? Uh, let's see. I can pull it up real quick because Corey Davis finished pretty high. I mean, Reynolds had 92. OK, I mean, that's and I mean, he only Reynolds caught had... 65. Yeah. So, so you give me and that's 14 games, by the way. You give me a hundred right. targets over seventeen games, but don't forget the seventeen. But but no, right. I mean for points per game, we don't care about. But you know, still a hundred targets over sixteen games. Hundred targets over sixteen games for Josh Reynolds. You can tell me he put us up nine hundred and how many touchdowns did Corey Davis have? He had he only had five last year. Yeah. That's doable for Josh Reynolds. Absolutely. Yeah. And what, okay. how many yards? Nine hundred yards. Sixty-five. Nine hundred eighty-four. And that was well. I'm looking at. Uh, Non PPR, but in PPR, what was that? Uh, half point PPR. That's what we do. He was wide half receiver PPR. 31. Wide receiver 31. 31. And in points per game, he was wide receiver 29. But he only has to be like wide receiver 40 to have a massive return on investment. Right. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, again, I, I don't want to keep harping and going back to this dynasty because dynasty kind of skews it a little bit. But in dynasty, got him in the 18th round. 
Yeah. I mean, he's not that old either. I mean, he's got, no. you know, you could look at him as another three or four solid years. I mean, what did he sign? What was his deal for? I, I think, mean, wasn't he one, was he one, one of the one, that's a lot of ones. Wasn't he one of the <laughs> one year deals? Oh, well that, that could, you know, that could be problematic. The, these players don't always do what's best for their fantasy value. You know, if he does well and decides he wants to play the market again, he could go some places a lot worse off than where he's at right now. He, uh, well, be, I mean, how much worse off do you get than like, I mean, where's he going to go to Baltimore? <laughs> he can't get much. He can't well, get yeah, much that would be way offense. worse. That would be way worse. But I mean, because at least in this offense, when the quarterback does throw, he does it fairly efficiently, you know, and um, in Baltimore, they just don't know how to use theirs as receivers. I hopefully but, they'll figure that out for the sake of Rashad Bateman. Uh, let's see, Josh. Oh, there goes somebody. Barkley, <laughs> live Barkley. Barkley has something here. to say. Barkley has something to say about Josh Reynolds. Uh, one year, one point seven. Yeah. So, but you can All build right. off this. But anyway, yeah, that that skews dynasty a little bit. Uh, here's the one other thing I want to talk about for today, and this actually came out a little bit before we get, jumped on the show, is the Falcons' RB coach Desmond Kitchens. Did you see what he said about the backfield? Yeah, so it's an open door, right? Like a, a window so, of opportunity for everybody or something? Uh, door is wide open. And yeah. I think we, you know, okay, we always take the coach speak a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But he went on to say a few things. He said, Davis is a natural pass catcher, which feels good because, you know, we yeah. want Mike Davis on the field. And we knew that about Mike Davis. We want him out there getting 15, 20 touches a week. So good. Mike Davis, they didn't address it until undrafted free agency. So let's get to that part because he said, i gotten a lot of background on Olison. That's that, that that's, that's I mean, nothing <laughs> I, I was like i, I would hope you okay. did <laughs> and we're one. just gonna leave no, it at I'm that not. which is terrible for all of us in my mind <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a really bad thing he said the final part was hawkins brings speed to the room that it didn't have yeah. and you know i'm on some hawkins you know that we're not going to get another james robinson let's be clear on that but if you're looking for the undrafted rookie running back who can make some noise he didn't mention Caleb Huntley. So he mentioned Hawkins and he said the speed. Where are you on Hawkins? You know, I love him. You know, I'm taking Hawkins as like an RB5 because uh, even a redraft, I, I want him on my teams as a potential. You brought up Naheem Hines earlier. Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen, back in the day of the yeah. Riddick, that type of stuff. Yeah. That, that guy is, you know, the JD McKissick, that guy is. That guy is an impactful guy that you love to have on your roster when you're going through those bye weeks and you're like, oh, I can throw in a guy that, you know, it's going to be going to give me some catches to maybe make some big plays here and there as a change of pace guy. Atlanta is ripe for him getting an opportunity like this. And we I mean, we were all shocked that they didn't address the running back position in a greater way in the draft. I mean, do they even draft a running back? They didn't, right? They, no, um, it was Huntley just, and Hawkins in the undrafted session. Yeah, and Mike Session. Davis is always <laughs> they they met in a room afterwards, a little conference. <laughs> I mean, Mike Davis has always been the secondary back, so it was it seemed unbelievable that someone finally just said, you know what, we're, he's our guy. And the weird thing is, it's a huge upgrade over what they had last year. You know, the twilight of his career, Todd Gurley and and the Brian Hills, and um, uh, missing the guy from Southern Miss, uh, what's his name, Smith, Ito Smith. Oh. Um, yeah, it's just a, I mean. Maybe, I mean, it is an upgrade, but I thought they would maybe look to upgrade it even further. So good for Mike Davis, but yeah, absolutely. I'm in on Javion Hawkins being that complimentary running back that's impactful for fantasy. 
Yeah, I'm, I, you know that. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. Uh, before, so as mentioned, we're going to do a little bit of mailbaggy stuff here. So figure nice. some, some questions that kind of get kind of specific, some fun with it. But there's one that ties into the first question. And we were going to put him on pause for a while, but we do have to talk Aaron Rodgers again. But kind of a little bit different angle because we're hearing continued rumors. We're talking the Broncos are putting together aggressive offers, but that the Packers are putting together their own aggressive offer contract wise to keep Rogers. There's a, it, it's the Rogers that's in its own right. Like everybody knows what you're going to do about Rogers. We're not going to tell you anything. You have an opinion on Rogers. You're going to draft them. Don't draft them dynasty, whatever redraft when you're draft. Like if the situation still is what it is as of today for people, this off season drafting dynasty and early and all that type of stuff. That's where I want to go with this because I've been going down the road, Brandon of I'm drafting Devonte Adams. Like I, I'm taking him in dynasty in the third round. I took him in that mock draft last night. I took him with the two Oh seven as I think the fifth or sixth wide receiver off the board, because I'm looking at it like this. This is my perspective. Devonte Adams with Jordan love is a top 10 wide receiver. If Aaron Rodgers is back, he's number one again. So I, I get the trepidation but I don't get pushing him down to the bottom end of wide receiver one tier. Am I nuts? And I'm not discounting him enough. If it is Jordan love. I'm wondering, well, that's just the thing. Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen anything of Jordan love. We don't have a good feel for like how, you know, I mean his own GM who, you know, is trying to, who is in a battle with, you know, Aaron Rodgers is saying he's a long ways off, you know, it doesn't help his, you know what? I, I, I don't need to cut you off. I think that was I think that was GM speak for Rogers. I really do. I really think that was like, hey, we want to let you know that he's your not. job safe for at least another two years. Well, can I just pull back on this whole Aaron Rodgers thing? I was I was bringing this question up the other day. I was like, okay, what's Aaron Rodgers, you know, prime window or what? What's his window? Four more years of really good if play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, legitimate Super Bowl contender every year uh, in that four year window i would say right now right what's your, what's your gm worth is your gm worth uh is your gm worth more than a super bowl opportunity like brian gutekunst uh you know created this whole scenario why is it why is it that you know he gets to keep his job you know if aaron Rodgers <laughs> wants to stay if gutekunst is gone why would I, I know it's a publicly owned team but someone's pulling the trigger on that like i would just i would just boot him because i'm i'm not overly impressed other than like what the the Smiths that he brought in in free agency that one year. Um, like, what has he done offensively? Eh, I don't know. I mean, certainly you, you disenfranchised your, your, you know, you know, the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right. Like that should be job one and you didn't do job one. So I, I'm, I'm at a loss why his job security is safe. I think he knows his job is at risk. And I think that's why you're starting it. Like that's, I legitimately, I can be stupid, but I kind of feel like that was when I read that yesterday, like, look, you drafted Jordan Love knowing he was a developmental quarterback. You drafted him super early knowing his draft. <laughs> and now you're saying he's not even close. That just felt to me like, I don't believe you. I don't believe he's not close. Like, and the thing with Devontae Adams, I keep going back to is like, how many years in a row do we say Allen Robinson? Oh, he's playing with well, terrible quarterback, terrible quarterback, terrible, finishes top 10 with terrible quarterbacks, terrible quarterback, terrible quarterback. I was going to ask you for some examples because I was like at a loss, but now all of a sudden I've just kind of thought of people like, 
uh, worst case scenarios. Like Terry McLaurin's had a couple worst case scenarios. It's been great. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins in Houston, uh, you know, had it had some worst case scenarios before Deshaun Watson right. showed up, you know, right. um, and were, was great. So what, what's right. the what's the magic bullet with these three guys that you just mentioned? Volume, even right. if Rogers is gone. Yes, they drafted um, uh, um, Amari Rogers, but you're still talking about Amari Rogers and Alan Lazard and right as well as scantly like he's still walking into another 140 targets yeah yeah no you're right so i think you're right i mean at worst you could say he's all right he's top 10 top 12 but you're right i mean i was going to ask you before we even had this conversation where Devonte adams went because i i know in the serious xm draft that just went happened he was like the second wide receiver off the board and that was in the second round but i think what we're going to see here until this thing gets resolved is him continue to fall a little bit more and a little bit more as it seems like it's more realistic that Rogers could get dealt. Yeah. I mean, before him was Hill, Ridley, Diggs, Metcalf, Jefferson, and Hopkins all went before him. Wow. And so the Ridley people are buying into the Julio Jones being gone as well. Yeah. So, and oh, wait. Oh, AJ Brown too. So he was one, two, three, seventh, eighth, eighth off the board. Got him right before uh, Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, because you're close to his, you're close to his floor, but right. you still have the potential of a ceiling, you know, yep. which is kind of nice. That's where you. All right, do so it. that brings us to mailbag question time. Uh, I'm going to try and chop this one down a little bit because it's super long, but it ties in. This is why I want to do because it, it ties into the Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams things from Rhett T. We don't get last names by the way, so we just Rhett T. By the way, so. Rhett T. <laughs> uh, He's got a 14-team league, blah, 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 four-keeper league, no round penalty, blah, 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 some more stuff. His options at quarterback, one quarterback, Kyler Dak, running back is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Wide receivers are Adams and Lockett, and then his tight end is Andrews. So he's talking about a trade, blah, blah, blah. So this is the part. You, you don't need to write this down, you know, because this is the keeper's part of the question. This is the part of the okay. question. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> He's had so many unknowns with Green Bay. Would you consider trading Devontae for straight up Akers or Gibson plus a first round pick swap? He moves from 10 to third. Well, look, that's I think that's I mean, Cam Akers is going. I've seen go, him going in the middle of the first round right now. So and he's you know, he's a he's a second year running back who didn't get a ton of mileage in his first. But if year. Rogers is back, does Adams go before Akers? If Rodgers is back, probably, yeah, because I've seen I've seen him going like RB anywhere in the RB seven to RB twelve range, you know, okay. kind of that's where he lands. And you, so, are, if are Rogers you, is are back, Devonte Adams is guy, the, or are you you the cash out and take what I can know in hand. Well, in a keeper league, I'm I'll take the running back. I'm fine with that. Like, okay, you, you, to get to get the question mark out of the way, like. I can sleep at night with Cam Akers for Devontae Adams. Like I'll, I'll be fine with that. I got a first round running back and he's a young guy in a keeper league. I can keep him for the next three, four years, five years, depending on how well he's doing year over year, but it seems like he's in a good situation. So I could, and Devontae Adams, I mean, he's number one receiver right now. Like he's starting to get up there. I mean, starting to, I mean, starting, starting. I mean, I, I still feel like there's three great years left in him and then some, probably some good ones after that so he's turning 29 at the end of this year oh, okay barely, so, barely, so there, there you go what's julio 32 so, i mean we're starting to question his uh career cliff and where it's at at this point julio's also well. uh yeah he just turned 32 julio's also like 
10 times taller with a billion leg injuries. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, but yeah, so I, I think that's interesting too. The first round pick swap does nothing for me because if you're talking about four keepers, the first yeah. round is essentially a fifth rounder. Yeah. Maybe fourth round at best. All right. Next question from Graham T another T Graham T dynasty Superflex. And this is, this is why I wanted to bring this one up. Cause this is good for a discussion. Dynasty Superflex 12 team league. He has the first pick in a startup. Mm, fine. Do you trade down or take Mahomes? That's his question. I am going to go first, Brandon, because I've been doing this in the Dynasty leagues that I'm doing right now. Both are startups. One is a Superflex, one is a one quarterback. Both of them, I don't care if I'm first, I don't care if I'm 12th. I try to trade out of the first round and pick up an extra third, fourth, or fifth. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere in that, because from what I've seen of how that team is built, to get three picks in the first four-ish rounds versus just one, two, three, four, like I, I just what what I come away with, I like a lot more than just keeping my first round pick, especially if I'm sitting at one and I have to wait all the way to twenty-four. I know it's Mahomes and I know it's super flex, but where do you stand on that? Oh, I, I like that absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think you're right. Um, I would do that if if I couldn't, you know, pick up an extra pick. Like I'm, I, I would go Mahomes, but look at, I mean, there's, there's this fusion of some really good quarterbacks that have come into the league, like the, the QB positions, 12 strong and the guys towards the back end are young and up, you know, up and coming guys. You could, you could take a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrow or, you know, Kyler Murray's. Um, so who knows what you would end up with. If you, you're going to trade out of the first round completely and pick up an extra pick is what you're saying. Yeah. He doesn't so say you, that. I don't so get like uh, a couple, you would clear. get like a couple extra picks to I would say if you trade what's out what's, the first, what's the one one worth in terms of uh super flex it's it's a little bit extra so what I'm saying like for me if I'm trading out a one one from a homes and a super flex I need basically a third or fourth rounder for like my 20th rounder like that or even 18th or like it needs to be that big of a difference okay but you're also picking up. So if you're trading the one one, you're 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 trading with that person's first round pick, right? Or their second. Like so, what I did. So I'll give you an example. My most recent one, I did one oh seven, for. So he ended up with two first rounders, but I got his two oh three, and then his four oh three. Yeah, because he's third in those both those rounds. So I got I traded out a one oh seven, and I got two oh three four oh three for my one oh seven and for my eighteenth rounder. Oh, for your 18th rounder. Okay. So just like your. Yeah. So one and 18 for two and three. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. You're going to get some. Yeah. You're going to get some. I wouldn't, know. to be clear, Brent, I wouldn't just do a one and 212 for like 107 and 205. Like I wouldn't do that or 204. Okay. Like so, I would just trade back just to trade back. And how quickly in a dynasty startup super flex do you draft your second quarterback? Second? Yeah. I, pl I play it by the room. Basically, yeah. I try to get a top six, seven quarterback. And then I watch for when that tier starts to go with like, not Brady because Brady's too old at this point. Finally, <laughs> finally, I right. still hold it. I'm looking here. I'd say as soon as, so I'm going to try and get that top. Actually, I would say even like your top, second quarterback, you're looking like, like a Stafford or a Ryan or somebody. Like no, that. even higher that like once. Once one of the rookies like Lawrence or Fields goes, because Lawrence or Fields still goes behind the top seven, you still have like Wilson and Lamar and Justin Herbert's going to be there, Burrow in his second year. So once you start to hit in that range, like a Jalen Hurts 
uh, Aaron Rodgers might still fall in that range, depending if people think he's like, if he was officially back, he'd still fall in that range. Once those quarterbacks go, that's when I want to hit again. I want to get somebody in that high teens. Okay. And then the Zach Wilson's and the Sam Darnold's are just the, it's the funny team. enough that that one that I have, I actually, uh, and one quarterback, I actually have Dak Deshaun and Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Funny enough. Wow. So, so there you go. All right. So this is a very, this is a keeper one. This is for Cole F 10 teams, super flex. Okay. AJ Brown in the third, Chris Godwin in the seventh or Tannehill in the 12th. Super flex Tannehill. In the 12th. I know that's just like the super like, normally would be like oh, Tannehill 12th. Who cares? But yeah, I mean, but Tannehill in the 12th I, versus I mean, Godwin in the seventh. Like, I think that's we're, we're agreeing it's Godwin or Tannehill, right? Yeah, exactly. And in a super flex, I might go Tannehill. He just doesn't get enough credit. Like, um, but the problem is, is he's probably doing this, what he's doing for as long as Derek Henry is doing what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good marriage uh, and playing off of that, you know, beast. So how long is Derek Henry doing what he's doing? So in a keeper league, is that two and a half years? You know, it's something, it's something like that. But Godwin, on the other hand, it's, it's you know what happens with him after Brady's gone and the next guy, and and he hasn't been. I, I guess I'm going Tannehill. I'm talking myself into Tannehill. Talking right? yourself into Tannehill. Yeah, uh, that's that Godwin he's a in the solid quarter. So damn appealing, but yeah, Tannehill in the twelfth yeah. because it just lets you open up yourself to take your other quarterback, and then you're not forced to try and. Which attack. sucks, right? Like it, it sucks to make sure you, you're securing your your quality your second, second quarterback. One. Yeah, because that's like you'll be alleviates sit- that. Yeah, you'll be sitting there like the sixth, seventh round, and be like, "Ooh, this person's falling," but yeah. You know. And again, the wide receiver is so deep, and there's a lot of like young, potentially good upside receivers going late as well. Maybe not as late in a keeper league, but uh, <laughs> there are guys that you can get late that are nice speculative, you know, future. Upside. All right, a few more. We get out of here. Uh, this, right. I'm combining Dylan M and Roy T because non PPR for Dylan M. I can keep Swift in the seventh or Dobbins in the seventh. And then Roy T just says straight up. I could keep Dobbins or Montgomery. It's Dobbins, 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 Dobbins. Why are people, you just, I, I'm changing their question, Brandon. If it was a PPR, I would go Swift, but yeah, no, uh, no, that's hey, Thank you. I'm glad you disagree. Cause I want to know why. like, this is, I was going to change the question. My question is, why are people not on Dobbins? As soon as Mark Ingram was done, even with Gus Edwards getting RB3 value almost every single week, he was not missing games. He was out there. I think he missed one, actually. But in all those games, despite that, Dobbins was a top 10 running back. Why don't people want Dobbins? Uh, I do. I love Dobbins. I like. I. I. I've. I've been moving Swift up more and more. I just feel like the way Detroit's went about their off season, it's really just kind of like Jamal Williams. That doesn't scare me when in terms of the DeAndre. You know who scares me is Jared Goff. <laughs> That's just scary. Well, yeah, but they're gonna have to. I mean, how? How in a in a lineup that has Brashad Perryman and, and Tyrell Williams and a rookie slot. Like, how are they not just feeding DeAndre Swift every which way? I mean, he can take the ball. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. But again, this is going to be this is not going to be a great defense. I mean, Rome won't won't be built in the day in terms of that defense. So this is just like (laughs) this is going to be like a bad team. It's just going to have to be, you know, playing from behind a lot. And I just really think that sets up well for DeAndre Swift. So I love J.K. Dobbins and and. You know, I, I'm with you on that. I just think DeAndre Swift's right there in the PPR. 
I think Swift has potential for 60 catches. I have four spots in between them. I I am in a PPR. You do half. I mean, it's not going to change. It probably won't even change for PPR because it's Dobbins, Mixon, Gibson, Eckler, Swift. I'd still take all those before I take Swift. And I'm, Brandon, go back to our podcast last I year. I know. Last year, I thought you liked him too much. And then- <laughs> there you go. He was one of my tier one. I had three tier And I was one of the more of the the bigger naysayers. And now I'm sort of in on him a lot. We're kind of switched places a little bit. But, <laughs> All right. um, I see Swift and Dobbins very, very close in my mind. I don't have him quite as, as you know, a disparity between them as you. All right. So this one I'm bringing up as more of a topic. So this is from Velvet M. Half point PPR league. 12 team can keep two. Jonathan Taylor at 312 and Henry at 41. Sound like no brainers. Absolutely. Yeah. No brainers. Do, yep. do that 10 times. 312, 4-1. Yep. I mean, I'm both. Here's the, the but this is why I want to bring it up. They continued with slightly worried about India resigning Mac and Henry losing Arthur Smith, but maybe that's over. So I don't want to talk about Henry. You're definitely overthinking Henry. So stop. Henry is worth being the fourth pick, let alone 4 1. The Jonathan Taylor is what I want to bring up because Jonathan Taylor, I'm seeing people push back the couple past couple days on Twitter. And some people are even mentioning the schedule last year <laughs> and that the Colts ran through one of the easiest schedules. Are uh, we going to turn I mean, Is Jonathan Taylor going to turn out to be a value at the second half of the first round? <laughs> uh, that's just blowing me away that Marlon Mack. I, I mean, I think it's just as much of a no brainer on the indie side as it was on the Tennessee side of this. Like, um, like, I don't think there's a discussion for either of them. What's Mar- Marlon Mack had an ACL, right? Like he's coming back from an ACL injury. Am I not? Yeah. Was it um, ACL or is it Achilles? Was it ACL? I'm sure if you could, I know it's bad. Kind of, it's, it's an ACL. He, he tore his ACL. So yeah, I mean, he's coming back in a, in a secondary role. I mean, he's not, <laughs> I don't know he's, why. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought of the movie quote when you said he's coming back. I don't know why has a in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> Back Put him in a body, body bag. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I'm not worried about Jonathan Taylor was a stud. I think he's fairly well, you know, put his uh, stamp on that backfield as a lead guy. I'm not worried about it at all. All right. By the way, opening lines, just as we're finishing out the show, Vegas, uh, will Tim Tebow be in the op- opening day roster? Yes. Minus 200. No. Plus 170. <laughs> there you go. What? Where are you putting your money? If I was betting today, I'm not betting it. But if I'm betting today, I'm putting it on the plus 170. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I think it's, I think it's more of a coin flip, right? Like it's yeah. more of a coin flip. Than that, yeah, so. like if it was 105, 105, 110, 110, like somewhere, around, like yeah, yeah, I can see it. But no, that, you give me that, I'm gonna take that. All right, last one for Andrew W. Before we get out of here, Superflex Dynasty draft question, and I only bring up Andrew because it's a very specific one, but it's also another strategy for people. Dynasty, I picked some dynasty stuff today, as you could tell, because yeah. it's that time of season. A lot of dynasty drafts in May. Um, he has Burrow, Cousins, and Cam at quarterback. Those are his three quarterbacks. So essentially, two point something quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, point being, how many weeks will Cam play? Yeah. So <laughs> the the issue that he brings up is he has the one hundred and three. And seems pretty simple to say what you would do in Superflex, but his running backs are Sanders, Gibson, and Gaskin. So pretty okay there. His wide receivers are Debo, Gallup, and Marquise Brown. At 103, do you still go quarterback because it's Superflex, or do you take Chase? Jamar Chase, yeah. Because that's the question. Um, and Bur- that's why I bring it up, because this is a good dynasty question for people. Yeah, but then you're out on all the quarterbacks at that point on the comeback. Oh, yeah, you're not getting anything on the way back. Mac Jones in our draft went like 
the very last pick of round one. Yeah, so you, like you'd 12. be you'd probably be drafting Mond or Mills or something. Well, but Mond actually makes some sense, right? For this Contrast. guy who has Kirk who has Kirk Cousins. I mean, so maybe that's your plan. You take Jamar Chase and hope to get Kellen Mond uh, on the comeback. That's interesting. Yeah, that way you got your Minnesota quarterback one way or the other. You're definitely not getting the cam solution. That's for sure. No, no. I honestly, I would, I would maybe try to. Would you try to trade out of that? Maybe. I don't. I don't, don't know if that helps you either. I mean, can you get? Who, I mean, who the furthest like you'd want to trade back is 105. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think about who. So, Terrace Marshall, uh, Kadarius Tony, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Diana oh, Brown. Are gonna you get, suck at the end of the second round. To yeah, get. By the way, so two things on this, Brandon. So one thing is, I have a league where I legitimately traded. So I finished second or third in this league. I can't remember. But I traded my second, third, fourth, fifth rookie draft picks for 105. Like, I am, you know this, I am out. I am done. Yeah, I don't want anything absolutely. in the second round or later. I traded my second, third, fourth, and fifth rounder to get 105. Not in a super flex. Not even 102 or 103. 105, just because I want out of the rest of the picks. Yeah, in our draft, um, Michael Carter, is, is second pick in round two, was yeah. like the only guy the rest of the way after the first round that I w even cared about. So it, that's the thing. It's it's basically what single player do you want in this draft? And that's what it, so it really comes down to, Chase, or it's going to be Lance or Fields. I think I, got, I, I know your wide receivers suck, but I think I got to go to the quarterback and try to address the wide receiver some, some other way. Yeah, maybe you can trade... You know, you can trade somebody down the road. You maybe trade Cousins once. I think you go with the, you know, the problem is you, you draft Lance, you can't trade Cousins, and your wide receiver, there's there's tough capital in terms Maybe of that's trade. the way to go. If Fields goes number two, you take Chase. Yeah, and if Fields is there, you go Fields. I and think that's probably, yeah. Or do you, Pitts? Do you trade you say Pitts? No, do you trade back for a, a you know a, a receiver that's already in the NFL and and take a later take a, like that, a yeah that could be always something to do. trade yeah. back to like one oh six and a receiver maybe you get Zach Wilson and and you also get a receiver in the process yeah and start awesome. floating out offers out there but hopefully that helped get, see you know our mock I just want to say our mock on um the athletic in a super flex I think it's hard to mock a super flex when you're actually drafting in reality and you're worried about your quarterback position a lot more than you are for the sake of just like the picture of the mock on the page. Like, I think you just basically get five, almost five quarterbacks right in a row. Like almost, I you know, easily see that. I, I think Pitts could slip in there and Chase could slip in there. If somebody's sitting pretty. Yeah. Um, you don't have them spread out like all the way to the 12th. No. And somebody even asked me that question on Twitter and they said, starting a dynasty super flex, how many of the first picks should be quarterbacks? And I said, honestly, at least five, and I could see seven in a row before you even get to another player. Right, and like it's it's almost like the quarterbacks in round one are like what the redraft redraft running backs are running like. Backs. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. enough good ones that it makes sense. I mean, honestly, looking at that for dynasty superflex, Mahomes, Murray, Allen, Dak, Lamar, Wilson, Herbert, there, Burrow, those those eight are going in the first round, and then. If Rogers' Lawrence, situation was cleared Lawrence up, Rogers, and, Lawrence will go early second, right, or somewhere. Lawrence and Fields could go early if Deshaun Watson and Rogers are cleared up. They'd probably be in the first round. Hertz is going to be early second, so yeah, you, you gotta you gotta have to get your yep. quarterbacks. Yeah, no doubt. And you have to get more of us next week. Next week, special guest. 
You want to announce it, Brandon, or you want to like save everybody like tease it? Ooh, it's uh, it's a big one. It's a big. It's one. a big one. He's gonna come on, and make lots of noise. <laughs> oh, that's a good tease. That's, that's a good one. It's a lot better than the tease I tried a few weeks ago that got edited out. Yeah, yeah. No let, we'll let you guys figure it out from there. <laughs> we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, until then, you can hit us up on Twitter at Olin Kid at Brandon Funston, and I'll answer more questions than Brandon does because he's off doing other things <laughs> we love Sounds you guys good. oh shoot Sounds us a five-star review if you don't mind get us yeah. the get those ratings up there for us help us out and we'll see you next week